When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So when I look across the landscape of today's financial system and economy, for reasons as to why one should keep physical silver and gold as part of their portfolio, some of the same reasons that have always been the case pop up. For for thousands of years, silver and gold have acted as a hedge. They performed well as a way to, to, I don't know, ensure you over overall portfolio insurance, right? Uh, the, the idea that they can, when they're undervalued, perform very well as an investment, right? All of those things I think are absolutely true right now. But when I look across and try to find the number one reason as to why I'm bullish on silver and gold and, and why I, I think it's such an important asset to hold, hold, especially in its physical form, it comes back to the arrogance and the misguided policies of governments and central banks. That's really what it comes back down to. Debt that they constantly encourage and incur, and currency debasement, devaluation, inflation, whatever you want to call it. That has been the stated, both stated and unstated policy of central banks and governments the world over for quite some time. And yet, in the next couple months, and even right now, we're getting a good reminder that that hasn't changed whatsoever. And what do I mean by that? Now, the Federal Reserve, over the last couple of years, dating back to the end of 2015, they were able to do something that most other central banks and certainly the other large central banks have been unable to do. And that is actually tighten monetary policy. They were able to actually unwind a small portion of their QE programs. They were actually able to raise their base interest rate, the Fed funds rate, to between 2.25 and 2.5%. And that really was... Um, they were the exception. I don't want to say they were exceptional, but they were the exception, right? That the Bank of Japan, the European Central Bank, Bank of England, and a lot of other smaller central banks, uh, People's Bank of China, they were not able to tighten their monetary policy to that extent. And yet, the end result of it here in the United States was a stock market that dropped something like 20% in the last quarter of 2018, the second half of 2018, and in an economy that is struggling, Never mind. Yes, the trade war and, and some of those other topics, they're, they're playing into the current economic picture. But but I largely interpret it as an economy that cannot handle monetary policy that, historically speaking, is extremely easy. I'll remind you, prior to the Great Recession, the Fed funds rate was something like 5%. And their balance sheet was uh, small. They hadn't done QE. It was very small at the time. Right prior to the uh, 2000 2001.com bubble popping and, and the brief recession, then uh, we had interest rates even above 5%. And right now, at the peak, they, they can't even get them up to 2.5%. And already, and as I said, we're, we're getting a reminder of that right now in the coming months, they're pivoting, they're turning to the dovish side, meaning. Interest rate cuts are imminent within the next six months. It's almost a sure thing because that's what Wall Street is calling for. That's what big banks are calling for. The Fed's going to follow suit. Quantitative easing is once again 
right around the corner. And in many ways, you can view this as being, uh, you know, the, the, the Federal Reserve essentially being the, the, the last hope for any sort of legitimacy from central banks in terms of actually going both ways with their policy, both tightening and easing. In fact, I, th- there's a uh, comment that I saw that I had to share. This is over on uh, Wolf Richter's uh, Wolf Street blog, and, and I don't remember exactly what post it was, but it's from a user, Van Down by River. And, and it went like this, quote, you can pretend the Fed is not warming up the printing presses and preparing to do whatever it takes, but pretending is not a good investment strategy. The Fed has pivoted to full-on dovish inflation policy. The Fed is kicking off their latest easing cycle, and this one promises to, promises to be the biggest ever. Endless, in fact. Jerome, the free put Powell, has promised to take all measures, measures necessary to keep growth on track. Downturns are now banished because the Fed knows after having pushed debts to enormous excess, even a tiny downturn could bring total collapse. It's inflate or die from here on. There will never never be never again be a tightening cycle. Buy hard assets, stocks and productive assets, or be left impoverished by inflation and taxes. I think they, they put it very eloquently. It's inflate or die from here on out. There will never be again be a tightening cycle. That's a reality. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. ...that we're faced with. J- Japan, the EU, uh, China, England... Canada, Australia, they've already been faced with this reality to some extent. Whatever small amounts of tightening some of those central banks have managed, uh, they've already realized long ago that their their economies cannot handle it. Here in the United States, I think many people are just realizing it right now that there never again will be a tightening cycle. It's inflate or die from here on. And And that piece right there, which is true the world over, is the number one reason why I think silver and gold are the place to be for, for at least some portion of your portfolio right now. Obviously, none of this should be taken as investment advice, but that's my perspective on it. That's my opinion. Inflate or die is a very good way of putting it. And that's just the central bank side of things. Let's not forget the government and their debt bubble and what they will try and do to alleviate the next uh, downturn. I'm talking about spending. Massive amounts of fiscal stimulus. You know, just like I think QE and whatever interest rates that are going to be coming and the next downturn from the Fed and other central banks will will totally put to shame any easing policy that's ever taken place in the past. I think the Fed, uh, the federal government, federal governments the world over, will put to, to to shame any past fiscal stimuluses unless they're held in check by uh, uh, by austerity measures by a governing body like the ECB in the case of the EU or, or something along those lines or just the EU as a whole stopping some countries from, from conducting this fiscal policy. But the public outcry will be there. Infrastructure projects, welfare spending, uh, uh, bailouts for, for corporations, financial institutions, uh, helicopter money, whether it's from, from a central bank or the government. I mean, it, it, it's one in the same at some point because ultimately who's going to be paying those fiscal expenses is the consumer through inflation, 
and the central bank through monetization of debt, which again will lead to inflation. It's a consumer that suffers through all this, right? And and it's the, the hard assets that we own, as well as our salaries that will suffer as our cost of living moves up and up and, and wages don't. And, and many of our hard assets, sorry, not hard assets, but, but fiat assets, I should say, paper assets don't move up. The hard assets are the ones to own, actually. Um, that's what that's what's in store for us. It's, again, central banks inflate or die and, and, and federal governments spend, right? Even cut taxes, whatever it takes, stimulus, etc. You know, another great way of putting this, this was uh, from a recent article around Zero Hedge, why you should not underestimate the severity of the coming recession. This is by Jesse Colombo from uh, realinvestmentadvice.com. And, and he actually puts it pretty succinctly of just how many bubbles we're dealing with right now. And he just, you know, this is a not all uh, completely inclusive list, right? These bubbles are forming in, this is a quote from his article, global debt, China, Hong Kong, Singapore, emerging markets, which are many, many countries, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, European real estate, the art market, U.S. stocks, U.S. household wealth, corporate debt, leveraged loans, U.S. student loans, U.S. auto loans, tech startups, shale energy, global skyscraper construction, U.S. commercial real estate, the U.S. restaurant industry, U.S. healthcare, and U.S. housing once again. And he goes on to say, there are likely even more bubbles than I listed. We just won't know until they all burst. I would add to that pensions, which are a massive bubble right now, or a massive uh, uh, potential catalyst for, for real financial pain. And, and so when you're talking about all these different bubbles, right? There's a reason people call it the, the everything bubble right now, all over the world. That is what central banks and that is what governments will have to face and that is what they will be trying to fight with the only thing they know how to use and that is spending and easier monetary policy the idea is going back to that other comment um the fed knows ever having pushed debts to enormous success even a tiny downturn could downturn could bring total collapse that's the reality that they're faced with do i think that collapse should happen yeah it's it's time for some sort of cleansing of the system but central banks and governments will do everything they possibly can to stop that from happening. And the end result of that is going to be financial uh, uh, repression. It's going to be debasement of currencies, less and less purchasing power, lower and lower standard of living, and ultimate financial demise of financial systems, corporations, consumers, governments, etc. And and what is the hedge against all of that? It's It's precious metals. It's not to say it's the only asset to own. Right, in an inflationary environment, uh, I can tell you one thing: I'd probably rather own stocks than bonds. Right, real estate and hard assets like that, commodities. There's something to be said for those investments as well. But silver and gold have unique traits that have allowed them to maintain their value for thousands of years. Right, the, the, some of the same silver and gold that was mined thousands of years ago still exists today, in its form that it was mined silver and gold right it hasn't converted to something else it hasn't rotted away it hasn't been burnt up it hasn't uh come and gone like like the many uh, empires of the world or corporations or whatever it's still intact it's you know in many ways the ultimate hedge the ultimate form of, of money ultimate form of wealth preservation and i think it's again something that that every uh investor every household should consider having as part of their assets 
to to defend against this uh, this coming crash, right? I couldn't tell you when it's going to happen a year, two years from now. I can tell you one thing though, that this pivot from the Fed, when they ultimately announce the end of their tightening cycle by cutting rates once again, that's the end. That's the end game, right? Looser and looser, more and more spending, inflation, inflation, inflation. As always, thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for listening to my podcast, listening to this video, and God bless.